0: Welcome to the Experience Evolution from Journey. We'll bring you insights from those in the industry, share discussions on how to best communicate and create memorable
1: experiences for customers, and give you the best tools to thrive.
0: Hello and welcome to Experience Evolution brought to you by Journey. I'm your host, James Kent. With the acceleration of digital banking, digital interactions must have a level of compassion that equals or exceeds what is available in branches. There should be a focus on embracing technology to do this at scale, while still a focus on personalization and human-to-human connection. Joining me today for insights into this human element of digital banking are Nick Barnes and Thomas Novak. Nick is the Practice Director for Financial Services at Journey and Thomas is the Vice President and Chief Digital Officer for Visions Federal Credit Union. Nick and Thomas, welcome to the show. How are you both doing today?
1: Very well, thank you for having us.
0: Doing great, thanks for having us as well. Great to have you. Uh, Nick and Thomas, how do you keep the customer and member core to the experiences you provide and how can you ensure there is a human element across all channels? digital and in-person banking?
1: Yeah, thank you. And I, I think first and foremost, banks need to consider the emotional impact of their engagements with customers. From a digital standpoint, consumers demand more today than just speed and ease of access. They want to feel good about their interactions with technology, and this requires an element of human connection. Ultimately, humans trust other humans more than they trust technology designed to simulate humans. And so whether in-person banking or digital, providing a way to personalise services and show a deep understanding of your customers' financial situations and needs is basically key. It's about empathy and finding ways to be there for your customers in the moments that matter most. But it's also about prioritising the help that they provide the customers to lead better financial lives. And so banks can deliver meaningful, powerful, personalised experiences by using their existing data and everyday customer touch points. And so these metrics allow banks to provide services that adapt to new consumer behaviors, that uh, are embedding personalized end-to-end experiences for customers in their journeys. And so from that, credit unions and banks, they both need to prioritize empathy and blend the very best of human and digital in the pursuit of those personalized experiences.
2: I completely agree with with Nick. You really uh, zeroed in on what's central to our vision through this process, which is empathy. It all starts for us with the North Star, which is how do we put digital first experiences out there for our members so that we can empower them towards financial independence? That's how we're going to blend the human and the digital aspect. And the other big part of it is, We we know so much of banking in a physical realm, branch banking, and how do we now blend the physical and digital together in a seamless way that's intuitive for our members so that they don't have to think twice about how easy it is to book an appointment or still see their favorite banker at their local branch, but they don't have to walk in and worry about them already being booked with somebody else. So taking that approach to really think through how a member might go through a particular journey is central to that empathy that Nick was talking about and really helps us build digital experiences that enable that fostering of empathy and improving of the member experience.
0: Now on this journey and experience front, what do customers expect out of banking today? What, what's no longer a nice to have and what's a can no longer do without?
1: Yeah, it's a great question and a, and a very pertinent one. And and something Thomas mentions there, it's around empowerment. And frankly, customers, they want to bank on their terms. So from a customer perspective, this is twenty-four-seven, And that's why it's important to provide your customers options. So money's an intensely personal subject. Customers want to know that they can depend on their financial institution to help them when they need it. And so to reach a wider customer base, meeting these needs and expanding hours can help a recent Accenture study showed that almost 97% of banks agree that the the branch itself will need to be redesigned in the next one to two years to meet new needs and demands. And so here at Journey, and as Thomas mentioned there, we've been seeing a big trend towards virtual branches, so where banks and credit unions can still provide many of the same in-person services, but they then can easily meet with their customers outside of normal business hours, And this just provides a whole sort of bunch of convenience for the customer. The customers want that convenience, but they also want the expert help. And that's where appointment scheduling comes in. Virtual branches give customers a way to book a time to meet with a staff member that can help them with their very specific banking needs. Mm. And then from a staff side of the perspective, they're able to be more efficient with their time. And can do more to be empathetic because they're getting more customer information up front during the appointment booking process. So they'll know exactly why the customer is coming in and they can gather additional information pre-appointment to personalize that experience. And this virtual experience is helping reduce appointment times overall, which gives back more time to the customers and the staff. And again, optimizing the efficiency all the way around.
2: I agree with Nick again. I mean, the the key part of this that I think a lot of financial institutions forget about is the member experience and the employee experience have to connect together. They are intertwined. And if we're only focusing on one side of it, we're going to have a drop off in that overall experience. So on the member side, appointment booking is crucial. I would even say table stakes starting to up our game in personalization is becoming table stakes because our members, our customers are comparing us to the best experiences that they're having when shopping on Amazon or uh, searching something on Google. It's, It's no longer these lines and boundaries. Everything now has become a tech company and a digital experience versus this is where I go to shop for groceries, this is where I go to do my banking. Those lines are no longer there, the blurred lines. And then on the employee side, there's a lot of change. So when our members are going ahead and and intuitively booking an appointment and we're hitting on latent demand that they might have for these services that we've made them easier to access, our employees, we have to consider the huge amount of change that they're going through. Even though something might be intuitive and easy in their personal lives, we still have to take that time to explain why we're going through this change and how their experience connects to the member experience. And if we align those two, then ultimately we can drive forward with more personal and empathetic digital experiences.
0: So there's a level of expectation on the member customer front. Do you believe that banks take for granted the digital experience as an extension of their service offerings and that they assume the experience is adequate for members when in fact they could be missing out on the big picture and losing business? What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I I think it's probably pretty easy to assume that because there are just so many priorities right now, especially where we've seen digital transformation just accelerating. And a recent article we were reading from Deloitte, a statistic from that actually showed that around 80% of respondents to their um, survey across top financial institutions noted that COVID-19, that the pandemic itself had sort of uncovered shortcomings in digital mm. strategies so i think frankly many are aware of this problem it's just what are those next steps to do that and so you know we've talked about the importance uh, across your different channels and it and it really doesn't matter if a customer's sort of banking with you online you know using an app doing some kind of virtual or impersonal appointment any of the modes by phone or in in branch the focus should really be on providing that personalized experience. Again, yeah. empowering those informed decisions that, that that Thomas referenced, but across all of those channels, because that's what customers and members expect now. As I mentioned, it's a 24 hour business and they want to choose how they bank with you, but they want to get the same level of service across all of those. And so it, it comes down to, to how banks and credit unions invest in that technology to give their members' options, and that those options translate into a high level of service across all of the digital experiences. And so I spoke about how you could use data to power that, and when it's used correctly, it's an incredibly powerful way to provide the types of personalised experiences your customers and members
2: want and very much expect.
0: Thomas. Nick's given us some great stuff here. A lot to agree with. What else do you got?
2: Yeah, I, I think there's a, a fair amount of financial institutions that somewhere along the way, uh, they forgot that they need mm. to be an advocate for their customers and their members. And, and that's a really powerful phrase, a really powerful word. In the States, we have the concept of a healthcare advocate. And if you're in a difficult situation, you get in a car accident, some sort of healthcare crisis comes about. Your healthcare advocate is with you every step of the way, asking the doctors questions, making sure you're getting the right medication, making sure you have the best post-op follow-up and rehabilitation. And we want to take that mentality, that concept, and port it over to financial services. That is equally as important as your physical health, is your financial health, your financial well-being. The amount of stress that somebody out of line with where they need to be financially causes actually creates a tremendous amount of physical unrest and, and, and poor well-being. So somewhere along the way, that advocacy approach got lost. And those who are trying to jump into the digital transformation space now are a little bit behind the game. They have forgot that they need to espouse a mentality of change before you have to. Because if your North Star is putting your members and your employees top of mind, you would be constantly looking at these types of things to innovate where they're having the best experiences across any of their touch points, whether that be with a financial institution or otherwise. Oftentimes what happens is financial institutions don't look outside their own sector for ideas and innovation. And there's a big concept that we try to use here at Visions, which is emulate, but synthesize. We're not out there to be the next Google or the next Apple, but there's really great insights we can glean Not just by trying to copy them, but synthesizing that into the financial services realm and aligning it with our North Star. How do we make sure that these digital experiences, leading with empathy, empathy, ultimately allow a member or a customer to reach financial independence? That matters to somebody. And because it's happening 24 7 now, everything's instant, (laughs) there's no stop. (laughs) There's always a constant pursuit. um, the data is there. As, as Nick was mentioning, there's a ton of different studies. There, there's a great study that uh, that was out there about identity theft as a for instance. And it still shocks me that uh, financial institutions aren't doing more for their customers and their members to help them protect their identities and not offering services that are adjacent to traditional financial services. And that's why we try to bring those things to bear before a member even knows that they need it.
0: Is there a concern from some banks that moving more and more to these digital banking solutions will create a chasm where they'll lose the ability to get to know their customers and differentiate their institutions on the engagement and service front? What is what is the thoughts there?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, and I think, like with any changes, there can be some sort of hesitation around technology. And digital trends. With online banking, banking via an app, virtual appointments, this existed pre-pandemic. Mm. But one of the good things about the pandemic is that many people got used to video calls, for example, for all sorts of reasons. I think we saw you know, birthdays, weddings, meetings, all kinds of topics. But this happened across all demographics. And what's coming out of that is that We can still see a high level of human-to-human connection and interaction even on video calls. And it's this one-to-one interaction that ensures the customer feels like they have your undivided attention. We carried out some research and we were looking at a number of the industry leaders here and recently we saw for US Bank, they shared some stories from some of their branch bankers and how virtual appointments had helped their customers And it really, it truly shows how many people have sort of already adapted to this idea of doing things virtually. Uh, And I I quote here, I recently held a virtual appointment with a customer. They were unable to get to a branch due to not being able to leave their home. Mm. They were super excited that we were offering this option as an alternative to coming into the branch. We had no issues connecting. And after roughly five minutes of chatting, we both almost forgot that we were there not meeting in person in the branch because the connection felt so real. And that's a really sort of important point to get across that we are seeing all demographics, all different types of user bases and potential customers and members taking advantage of the technologies, but coming out the other side of that with an improved experience. And something as, as, as perhaps routine as being held up or not being able to get somewhere on a particular point totally changed the experience for that one customer and so the propensity for this to benefit customers, to give that advantage to banks and, and credit unions, to offer that improved service for the customer or the staff member, then it's it's unparalleled. And so we're seeing really big uptake on that front. And it's those types of experiences that that, that will propel this. It it that's where it won't get held back because every demographic is benefiting from these accelerated transformations that are happening.
2: Yeah, Nick Nick is really hitting on a a key point here, which is convenience and ease of use is universal. You don't have to be in a particular demographic or a particular generation. Uh, We're all searching for certain human needs and, and base level needs that we all have. Human connection, interaction, trust. These are the types of things that only could be forged face-to-face just a few short years ago, now are being forged across multiple mediums like digital. Uh, but to your question before, James, we're really when, whenever we talk about change, I think we also have to talk about culture because we're asking people to change their habits. We're asking people to get out of their comfort zones But if we take an approach of embracing that change, we see some really fantastic things because it's not simply change for the sake of change. It's change and then iterate based on member feedback and employee feedback on how we can make this as good as possible. To use Journey as, for instance, we had some modest goals when we first rolled out digital appointment booking. And we thought, let's try for 25 appointments a month. We're not sure where the market demand is, but we know we've got to play in this space. And not even in two months' time, we're at 400, wow. 400 appointments without even marketing the solution. Members are looking, they're craving ease of use and convenience. It doesn't matter where they are geographically or, or what demographic they are. We have to be in those moments of need that Nick mentioned because they're, they're literally just that. They're just moments. And if the financial institution is not there to facilitate the need, then they go someplace else.
0: Yeah, you know, we've, we've talked a lot here about the pandemic and how that affected a lot of, you know, aspects of banking and even behaviors from members. Uh, and, and we talked earlier about how banks had to adapt some rather quickly. Uh, and so some may have just created band-aid solutions. Some may, became permanent solutions. Uh, But from what I've read, the trends created on the digital front appear to be here to stay. So this seems to me to be an opportunity for banks to capitalize on the digital banking experience. What are you seeing and what advice do you have to further that engagement and experience as we get further into 2021 and beyond?
1: Yeah, and and, and this is a a great question because it, it really does highlight the focus that, that we have at the moment about providing a consistent banking experience across all of the different action, uh, interactions, all of the different experiences, because that keeps humans at the center of everything. Customers are looking for convenience. As Thomas mentioned there, and, and very eloquently, it's those moments of need. And so they want the convenience, the speed, a seamless personalized customer interaction They want to make their transactions and get assistance in a way that's totally convenient to them instead of whether it's like a rush lunchtime appointment at their local branch, for example. For that to happen, the online experience must be integrated fully to the physical one, seamless. And so the challenge will continue to be scaling up your operations so that you can make them unique, human personalized experiences possible for all your customers. And so the key to that is embracing technology at scale. And because of these new expectations, it needs to be a priority. And again, just to sort of quote some of the studies that have been released, and there are many of them on this. One shows that out of every 10 people, one out of every 10 people is considering switching their primary financial institution within a year. And they plan to open new accounts to meet the financial essentials and align with the values in their lives. And so that's a lot of activity. That's a lot of choice Mm. to open up to the marketplace. And if you don't differentiate or if you don't offer those services, those experiences, those human one-to-one interactions on the customer's terms, then they will choose someone else. But the beauty of that is is it benefits the customer, but it also improves the staff experience at the same time. And and to Tom's opening point, those two need to come together, the customer and the staff member, to benefit the industry as a whole.
2: Yeah, I would echo everything that Nick has said and just add that traditionally, financial institutions and banking have been all about transactions. And now that we're in the age of digital transformation and digital first experiences, we need to move from transactional to thoughtful. That's a really big difference. It's not just a a shift in mindset. It's a shift in how we approach everything that we do as a financial institution. We're here to build relationships and we're here to gain feedback and go through multiple iterations of a solution, not simply set it and forget it. That's what financial institutions did 10, 20 years ago. We just can't do that anymore. And so one big lesson that we learned uh, through COVID is that We can do this. We can transform. We can do this quickly, thoughtfully, and for the betterment of both our members and our employees. Where in the past, there was a little bit of this stigma hanging over us that we can never compete with the biggest banks that are out there. We can never compete with the, with the fintechs. And that's just simply not true. We still have members and customers trust, and they're actually looking to us, financial institutions, to go ahead and take that opportunity to deliver on that thoughtful approach. Whether it's going through a user journey and and leveraging design thinking, whether it's having customer feedback groups and advocacy groups to literally hear directly from them instead of just getting survey after survey, these are all the things that individuals are looking for financial institutions to do. It's not exclusively the, the realm of a fintech or a big tech. So going from transactional to thoughtful and also realizing that we can go ahead as a financial institution and specifically a credit union, we can punch above our weight class. We're not out of our league here. That has been really inspiring from a change perspective here in our culture. And then we just want to build off of that. There's this flywheel effect that once people get a little bit of taste of change and they realize they can do this, All of a sudden, it starts to pick up some steam. And so that's the exciting part about all this.
0: Now to kind of tie everything together, I've heard today's conversation uh, mentioned seamless. And uh, I hear that term seamless integration between channels mentioned a lot, uh, which indicates a holistic approach to the banking experience for customers and members. Uh, Could you help break that down for me and talk about what you, Thomas, are doing it, Visions Federal Credit Union. And you, Nick, what is Journey doing to help financial services in this regard? Absolutely, I mean, we talked just a moment ago
2: about punching above our weight class. So in, in a perfect world, in a utopia, Visions could go ahead and say, we're gonna redesign our entire tech stack, we're gonna build it from the ground up, all focused with the member in the middle, the employee and the member in the middle. And that would be great, that would be a utopian state. The reality is we have to keep the train rolling down the tracks while we're onboarding and offloading people at the same time. So we've adopted a mentality of modular banking, whereas to say we're looking for these key strategic partners. And I I really stress that word partner because we're not looking for a vendor client relationship. That's just simply a, a contract. We pay the invoice. You give us some sort of transactional service. That's not what Visions is about. We're actually looking to hit this kind of concept we call a 60-40 split, where we, we go out to the market, we do our research, and we find partners such a journey who are best in class at what they do. And they're on the ascent. They have so many good things that they're building, and they have the potential for this flywheel effect that we just talked about before. They're doing that core service that we're looking for really, really well. That's the 60%. But then they're open to partnering with a financial institution to allow us to do that 40%, the member experience. And not just simply branding, not just simply white labeling. We're talking about challenging the status quo. How can we take an experience to the next level of personalization? How can we integrate with workflows that maybe weren't on the roadmap to begin with? How can we even co create roadmaps together? That's the 40% that we feel we do a really good job here at Visions to do, and there's only a certain set of partners that, that adopt that mentality, so that 60-40 split. But as we start building that out, that's essentially modular banking. Uh, we don't own all of the tech stack, but we are aligned in how important the members are and where we want to go forward with digital transformation. That's the central tenet of how modular banking works. It's a little bit about what we're doing here today at Visions, especially with Journey.
1: Yeah, and I I couldn't agree more with Thomas there that, that that the concept of doing it in a modular sense through partnerships could not be uh, more more uh, in line with our approach at Journey. And and what are we doing at Journey? Well, we work with credit unions, banks, wealth management firms, and others to help manage personalised experiences at scale. And so, our appointment scheduling and virtual queuing solutions have been helping exceed customer and member expectations for some time now. And appointment scheduling can seem simple. It's actually relatively complex, particularly in the financial services world. But with our solution, you are able to prioritize accessibility, such as WCAG, strict InfoSec policies in place and guidelines, easy to use, intuitive, robust analytics to improve and better engage with your customers, And our platform integrates seamlessly across other technologies. And as Thomas mentioned there, the concept of an ecosystem and partnerships to provide best-in-class capability is very much born and ground out of a partnership and many partnerships to do that. And as a result, our customers are seeing amazing results, whether it's multiple thousands of increases of year a year uh, increase in appointment volume, you know, halving customer wait times, reducing no-shows by two-thirds, doubling appointments and cutting branches. All of these initiatives have been enabled through partnership, technology, and a relentless focus on the customer and the customer's customer. And as a result, we are seeing big improvements there. And the likes of Visions Credit Union really are leading the way in their digital strategy when it comes to transformation.
0: Well, I think the takeaway there is if you're a bank financial institution that isn't offering appointments today but wants to and recognizes that that, that that sounds complicated, well, you want to make that easy for your members. The way you do that, partnership with people who can bring that technology to fruition. Do you think there are any missed opportunities like low-hanging fruit that banks should be taking advantage of with their digital experiences that you'd say some today are not capitalizing on?
1: Absolutely. From a journey perspective, we do feel there are some just straightforward improvements that you could make. Very general, broad things, making it easier for your customers to speak with an advisor, minimising clicks and calls to action around all your different digital content and interaction points, removing barriers to gaining consultation and being flexible and providing your services. As we mentioned throughout this, expectations are higher. And some positive outcomes can be achieved relatively quickly with a few targeted actions. Number one, relentless focus on your customer and their experiences. What small improvements can you make? As I say, reducing clicks, providing content, making the customer feel they have a more personalized experience, that you're there for them. Actually, these small steps can have a dramatic improvement.
2: I would agree with Nick. I mean, there's oftentimes this hesitancy or procrastination by financial institutions that they need to boil the ocean, <laughs> that they need to do it all at once, they need to fix everything. And that's really a paralysis by analysis kind of mindset. Um, to Nick's point about targeting a specific journey or a specific interaction that you want to have with the member, you're going to make sure that you put out a best-in-class solution for that member And all the while, you're getting lessons learned that you can apply to other solutions and other journeys that you need to work on, whether that's end-to-end digital account opening, and as the the member opens that account, they see a screen to go ahead and book an appointment for their pre-approved loan offer. Things of that nature start to connect in that ecosystem play that Nick mentioned, that it's really about maintaining focus, not necessarily trying to do it all at once. And if we're, we're taking a very strategic approach... I would also mention that there's a lot of opportunity out there for financial institutions, especially with a partner like Journey, to, to hit on this concept called asymmetric risk reward. What's what's the chance of having five times a five x chance of success versus only a one x chance of failure? If I get those types of solutions and opportunities, I'm going to take that bet every time. Yeah, at minimum you're going to learn, but if you have if you have a good situation where you can say I've got a 5x chance this is going to be a huge home run. It's going to be a win for our members and our employees versus, hey, they're, they're, things could get a little bit complicated. That's essentially what we're doing here. And that's what digital transformation is about. There is always calculated risks involved. We try to mitigate pure risk. That's what we want to
0: stay away from. Good stuff. Uh, As we wrap up today, any last thoughts or insights either of you would like to share on digital banking or bringing in the human experience to this very important aspect of banking today?
1: Yeah, it's uh, for me, I, I actually just wanted to highlight Really, what an exciting time it is to be part of this revolution in banking. If there was a positive to come out of the pandemic, and I I say that respectfully, it was that there's been a groundswell, a, a huge momentum around delivering better customer experiences, driving efficiencies, improving the bottom line. And these are significant initiatives, and they allow all stakeholders customers, staff, shareholders, to have a markedly improved experience. And we started this discussion today talking about experiences and the importance of providing that personalized experience. And it really is an exciting time to be part of that because never has there been such a a, a resolute and laser-like focus on the customer experience, which, and I can't emphasize this enough, benefits everyone, and improved customer experience is a win-win for all.
2: Yeah, I would echo that as well, that we're we're experiencing generational mm-hmm. change and an opportunity that we might not have, again, in, in our lifetimes. And so that's extremely exciting uh, to, to have that type of recognition now that we are literally transforming the financial services industry and you're a part of that is very, very exciting. Um, And each one of us has a hand in shaping what that script is going to turn out to be. The most exciting part about it, though, is there's an altruistic nature to it, which is very much what credit unions are about. Nick mentioned keeping the human at the center of it, getting more transparency into financial services, lowering fees, uh, reducing hurdles to do basic things like book an appointment with your favorite personal banker. These are opportunities that are bringing out the best. Of financial services just through the mode of digital. So I might not get the opportunity to have such an exciting time in banking over, over the, the rest of my career. So we're soaking that up as much as possible and uh, some sleepless nights to try to get all of the great things out there for our members. But it's, it's really a very purpose-driven time in financial services, which I never thought I was going to
0: get when I started my career. So very excited about that. Nick and Thomas, th- this has been an excellent Uh, conversation today. I I think we've covered some pretty important information. Uh, If folks want to learn more about what Journey is up to or find out more about the offerings at Vision Federal Credit Union, where should they go?
1: Yep. Nice and simple. Uh, www.journey.com. And you can also follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter.
2: Very similar on our front, visionsfcu.org, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. We're out there. We've got some great information and always trying to put our members at the forefront of
0: everything we do. I want to uh, thank my two guests today, Nick Barnes, Practice Director for Financial Services at Journey, and Thomas Novak, Vice President and Chief Digital Officer for Visions Federal Credit Union. Nick and Thomas, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for tuning in to Experience Evolution, brought to you by Journey. We have lots of great content available, so make sure you're subscribing to our show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Once you're subscribed, you'll get all the episodes we have coming up, and you can access past episodes as well. Again, we'll have more great guests and topics coming your way. But until then, I'm your host, James Kent. Let's talk again soon.